Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hey there, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello. Okay, guys, full disclosure, um, I can't promise that Kate and I aren't going to get a little bit ragey in this mm-hmm. episode, that mm-hmm. uh, we're not going to let the the uh, inner demons come out during this one and maybe give you a little bit more information about us than, than you had wanted. Um, <laughs> people are listening to this going, oh my gosh, what are they going to talk about? Um, <laughs> Copywriting wow. formulas. That's, Copywriting it's... formulas. Um, and <laughs> Nothing this... gets us riled up. <laughs> yeah, the rage. Um, <laughs> Niches yeah. and then copywriting formulas are right close second. Maybe maybe we'll overtake it. I don't know. We'll have don't to... you get me started on niches, Kate. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, but yes, as Kate is saying, what we're going to talk about today is the concept of copywriting formulas. As in, here are 10 formulas you can use to write the perfect headline or, uh, oh, increase your open rates by X percentage, killer killer ad copy and emails mm-hmm. with these tech, with these templates. Yeah. Hey, business owners, you don't need to write your own emails. Just use this mm-hmm. welcome email series template and you'll 10x your business, whatever, all these mm-hmm. promises. Um, as you probably figured out, uh, we think that templates, we know that templates are a, a load of Hooey. I this is it is sometimes a little tricky to have a G-rated podcast because things like this make me not want to be G-rated. Mm-hmm. But uh, to Nikki's point, if there was a formula for uh, just copy that nailed it, that this this is what you do, and everyone just plugs and plays and does a Mad Lib, and you have the perfect email or the perfect sales page or the perfect whatever, 
we would be out of work. We wouldn't have jobs if that was how it worked. Um, so hopefully you're on board and you kind of understand. If not, we're going to take you through uh, some more reasons of why why formulas are not the strongest and, and what you can do instead. Yeah. Part of what makes me so upset about um, the idea of, ooh, just use these easy copywriting formulas is, and obviously they're not aimed at copywriters, but we do want to make sure that you're not tempted to use these as a shortcut, but they're aimed at business owners who are intimidated by their own messaging. And quite mm-hmm. frankly, there is an argument for being intimidated, not being intimidated, but being a little bit nervous or, or at least um, being very mindful of their own messaging. Because as we've talked about before, and undoubtedly we'll talk about again, Messaging is the most important part of a business. If a, a business could have the most amazing product or service or offering or whatever, but if they can't describe to their target audience why it's so amazing, it's not going to sell. Whereas they, if they had just a, 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 a white page with black text on it and no pictures, no... They could have a crummy service or or product, but if they could describe it well and make it sound compelling and make their target audience want it, they're going to sell like crazy. And again, I'm not advocating for selling stuff that is not good. Um, But the point is, is that fundamentally, no business can be successful without effective messaging. Um, And business owners know this. They might not want to know it. because uh, writing is intimidating for a lot of people. I think that's something that we tend to forget as copywriters, that because it's something that, yes, you have to train to be a copywriter. All of our students know that, certainly. Um, but as often as people who are, who have heard, oh, you're such a good writer growing up, or, oh, yeah, can you just look this over for me? You're such a good writer. We kind of take it for granted that writing is is easy or something that is not difficult. And we forget that it's actually something that is challenging for a lot of people, for a large, large percentage of the population. They they view writing, they view communications, they view um, even strategizing their messaging as incredibly, incredibly difficult. So a lot of business owners think, oh my gosh, I have to get my messaging together. I have to do this really well. I don't know how to do this. They often put it off to the last thing. And then they go, ah, 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 what am I going to do? So when they come across things that are templates that promise to to make it easy to write the just the most effective headline or whatever a lot of them are are looking at something like the, the promises of these templates going oh thank goodness now i don't have to figure out how to do it myself or now i don't have to hire a copywriter or now i don't have to it it, it preys upon um it preys upon a need in business owners but it doesn't actually fulfill those needs yeah and i think the the one of the things that the points that you brought up that made me think of this is is that the the basis of copywriting doesn't start with writing. It starts with the strategy. It starts with digging into uh, your deep benefits and what your customers really need and want and how we, whatever it is that your client is offering, what solution that provides for their specific target audience and who is their target audience? Do they even know who their target audience is or are they trying to sell to just everyone in, in you know, the broadest possible market, which is going to, to fail as copywriters, you know, um, you know, 
not everything is made for everyone. And if that was the case, that's why do you think there's so many different types of car companies and car makers and they advertise they each have a different target audience of of who their, you know, ideal customer is and who's most likely going to be to purchase that that car. Um, but you need to dig into their uh the customer's particular needs, their concerns, your client's particular needs, their concerns. And so Putting formulas aside for a minute, all of that starting work needs to be done before you can even write formula or otherwise whatever. And I think one of the dangerous things with formulas is that business owners that see this to your point, but even copywriters who are looking for an easy way and to expedite their writing, if they go straight to formulas, they're also doing their clients then a disservice and why we don't advocate for it because you still need to do all of that work beforehand. The writing is is sometimes the easy part. Not always, but sometimes it's and it's frankly not always the most time consuming part of what you're doing. The the figuring out all of that information you need, all of the pieces, if you will, to the puzzle to be able to write, that's what you need to do first. And I think so many people skip that part and go straight to writing without having the right pieces. And that's never gonna work. That's never gonna perform well. And that's gonna do you a disservice and your clients a disservice and you know, frankly, you would a service in the long run because your client's not going to want to work with you again if if you're not providing effective messaging for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And just to give some kind of context, if you've never seen any of these formulas um, or it never, which I have quite frankly, I hope you haven't seen any of these formulas. Um, but they probably the have. Of- They're out oh, there. Yeah. Everyone sends like, here's a list of subject lines to use. Here's a list of the... <sighs> I know. I hope you haven't. So if you're not familiar with these, and, and maybe you are, Kate and I, we see this a lot. They're, they're common opt-ins, like, which doesn't make any sense because if you want to hire someone to be your copywriter, why would to give people a formula? Oh, you can just use these formulas instead of hiring a copy. That doesn't make any sense anyway. But, but <laughs> these, again, I'm going to try to contra- control the, the rage, but, uh, <laughs> You know, these formulas are things like, finally, insert the solution you're mm-hmm. providing, exclamation point. Or, yeah, finally, the solution you're providing is here, exclamation point. Or um, another one, uh, would you like, insert the end result, question mark, for the, it, it's all, it's, it's, so basic. And the idea is that, oh, if you just insert some keywords here and put a question mark and 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 make this this one's a question version. And that, like as if the concept of starting a, a headline with finally is going to be the thing that that makes or breaks messaging, right? This mm-hmm. kind of gets back to that. And Kate, I know you have some others, but this kind of get, gets back to that idea of, of um, oh, it's just so easy. It, it's, it's like Mad Libs, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, just plug in a word or two and great, I'm done. I've completed a headline. When the efficacy of a headline has nothing to do with like the tiny little word with whether or not you use an exclamation point or, or the tiny little words that you add in, it has so much more to do with the actual content and the words that you've chosen to make sure that those words resonate with your target audience. And that's another thing that templates don't let you do. They don't let you make sure that the way you are writing these things actually, number one, resonates with your target audience. And number two is in your or brand voice or in your your client's brand voice, in the company's brand voice. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, this is, it, there's a lot of parallels here with these formulas and, and this idea with ChatGPT and AI too, as we're talking about it. Um, so if, you know, for example, to Nikki's point, like it has so much more to do with the, the content and the actual message. So versus the, the words and the ultimate headline, because if you don't have the right if you're not saying the right thing to your, your audience, you're not getting at the right benefit. If you haven't identified the right benefit, then it doesn't matter what words, what word choices you're using. I mean, yes, the word choices matter, but what I'm saying is they matter second to the actual content and what you're trying to say. The, the, if you, if you, I'm trying to think of a good analogy for this, but it's like, those are like the bones of of your your human being. If you throw if you throw um, you know a great outfit on a crummy bone or no bone, you know you just have a pile of clothes. Versus <laughs> this is not the best analogy. This is what I could come up with. We're getting towards I'm Halloween, folks. It. Keep going. <laughs> just, just I watch really... the train <laughs> get wrecked. I'm, I'm enjoying it. You I'm keep glad. Going. I'm thoroughly glad. Uh, but to that point, if you have a very strong benefit, you have you're identifying the right message, you're identifying what your customers need to hear, and you actually have a skeleton, and then you put clothing on the skeleton, <laughs> then yes. that's going to be a lot more effective than the pile of clothes. That's what we're going with today. All right. Hopefully that visual worked for someone. Um, it's working for me. <laughs> very much so. But to give some more more headlines and maybe plug and play some different things, and I'm not going to say where we got these. We did we these were actually in an email I received as as potential headlines to use, um, potential formulas for headlines to use. Um, so one of them was done. They did some negative ones. So like uh, the product insert product. You don't negative verb. So the example being the finance platform. You don't hate. What is that even saying? It's not even saying anything. It's saying it's, that I it's, won't hate it. Exactly. It's words but without. Why? Exactly. It's, it's putting words without, putting words out there without purpose. And that's that's the antithesis of everything that copywriting is about. Mm-hmm. We know that every every one of our words is is purposeful. The, 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 the financial product you don't hate, what's the purpose of even having that line? I don't. <laughs> We've broken her, folks. We've broken her. <laughs> but yeah, so and then that, that doesn't even have, you know, to layer on top of that, you know, brand voice is, is obviously very, very important. The word choices you're using to, to speak in the tone and voice of your, your the organization you're writing for. Um, I mean, that, that line obviously has no real tone or voice in it, but that's on top of the fact, again, that the message is... We don't know what the message is. What are what are they trying to tell us? What what mm-hmm. what is the what's yeah. in it for me? Why do yeah. I, what what context do I have? We don't put a headline on a page just because it looks good, right? Mm-hmm. We have a pe- or because it's clever or because it's, it's funny. Clever. Although it, it might has, be, it might be yes, if that's the brand. Mm-hmm. But it's it has to have a purpose, especially a headline. It it has to, everything that we do has to have a purpose. And all of these templates are doing is just giving them random words to put on a page and make these business owners feel like, I did something. Look, I have my messaging. And this, this company that sends out this email with the templates, this must be okay because this company says that it's okay. Whereas I guarantee that whatever company sent that out would never use templates like that. Never. And on top of the fact that that I, whenever I think about templates, I think about, um, it was a, I was going to say a couple years ago, it's probably a while ago now, seven or eight years, it doesn't matter. But uh, there was a, a big digital marketing company and, that was selling email templates for like seven bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was, and I was curious, I wanted to see what these were. So I, and 
seven bucks. I paid the seven bucks. Um, so, you know, and they were just as we were talking, nothing special, right? Nothing, nothing breakthrough, nothing and and very generic. And certainly if you're sending out an email template, it's not going to be your brand. It's going to be this company's brand that you were just buying. Anyway, what I noticed was they were doing a big promotion. They have a had and have a big audience. And what I noticed probably like a week or so later is I looked at my inbox and I had three emails from three totally different companies, three totally different businesses, three different, totally different, like, I don't know, business coaches or or whatever. And they all had the same subject line. Oh my God. And I opened it up and they all had roughly used the same template and into, you know, had just, again, put in their pricing or their, their, their signature and that kind of thing. And it just, it was first kind of validating, but also how embarrassing for these companies. If I, I certainly was not the only person that received the exact same emails. It also makes these companies look lazy. Like you want my business, but you're not willing to put in the time to, to come up with your own email, to write your own email. You borrowed it from somebody else who told you it would work. And again, it's yes, they switched out keywords but it wasn't in their brand voice. The messaging was was not geared toward me, which let's face it, is the most important thing. Not me being the most important thing in, in all, but me the as the target consumer. As the target consumer. Yeah. Exactly. It's not all about Nikki. But in that instance, <laughs> in those emails, it was, or it should have been. And it wasn't. Um, and these are these are all of the the mistakes that it is so easy to make. And again, these these opt-ins with oh use these use these uh use these templates to to make it easier for you it they get so much traction because so many business owners need help right messaging is so so important and they need help this is something we talk about a lot when it comes to pitching that like you know we get in our own heads and I'm afraid of pitching because oh what if they don't don't forget that they need our help. We are providing a valuable service. And when you, and obviously our, our students know that we put value first in all of our pitches, um, but when you do that, it you are providing help. When you're showing up in someone's inbox, you are providing help with something that they are very likely struggling with and might otherwise choose these dumb templates that are going to put them further behind versus taking the time to actually really think through their messaging with a professional like us and put together messaging that is fantastic and that will actually have a positive impact on their business. You know, and as copywriters, it might be very tempting to opt into these things yourselves just to have, you know, okay, if if they're telling me that these subject lines are going to help increase open rates and you want to help your clients do just that, you might obviously download them, see them and might be tempted to use them is all that's to say. And I think use them as inspiration, potentially a Mm -hmm. jumping off point. Maybe it jogs some ideas in your brain and it gets, gets you thinking in other directions, but 
learn to be savvy when it comes to knowing when you're being marketed to. These things are very good at marketing to us and saying, okay, oh my gosh, of course, if these subject lines are going to be the things that work, or if this is the call to action I need to use, or this is the email template that's going to you know, drive 20% more revenue or whatever, these are very tempting metrics. These are very tempting marketing tactics that they're using to us. And so yeah, even if you use them and look at these and feel inspiration, know that you still need to do all of the strategy work beforehand to to be able to write the most effective subject line or or email or whatever it is that you're creating. And that templates aren't going to to get you there. Um, mm-hmm. I think especially when you're first starting out, it might be tempting even more so. But even as, as time goes on, I think you'll get faster at knowing where things lay out and you won't feel like you need the crutch of a template. You will feel more confident in your own abilities to write and create something that's going to be the most effective thing for your client. I think there's there's a confidence thing for us copywriters in it that we feel like, well, I don't feel... I don't feel like I know enough. So obviously this thing that's telling me that these these are the right way to go, that this template is the right way to go, these subject lines are the right way to go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that. Know that you have done the work and remind yourself that you you know what you're doing. And if you're digging in with your client and you're doing that kickoff call and you're doing getting all of that information you need to identify what it is they're offering and those deep benefits, you know so much more than any template could ever tell you or any formula could ever tell you. So your skills are so much more effective than any formula, Mm -hmm. uh, full stop. And so I think the more that you can remind yourself that, the more you won't feel like you have to use these things as a crutch um, and you won't feel like, you know, they're an easy button. Will it take you maybe longer to write a headline? Yes, obviously, if you plug something into a formula, it doesn't take that long. Um, But that's not what you're getting paid for. Um, And so, you know, if you're pricing your services correctly, this this shouldn't even be, you shouldn't have to feel like you're looking for for an easy way out of a project. You should feel very confident in in what you have to offer and know that you're getting compensated well for it. Mm -hmm. Especially because that easy way out doesn't actually end up being effective anyway. for anyone. Yeah. It's, it, it, we always come back to this too. It's easy for you. It's not easy for your client in the sense that you're not delivering good work. Mm-hmm. And so if it's easy for you and it doesn't benefit your client, that's not what we want to be as professional copywriters and as partners mm-hmm. to our clients. We mm-hmm. want to deliver really great service and, and the best work we can. And we're not going to, we're, we're going to do that by relying on our own skills, not by relying on on formulas that it's Nikki's point to see three of the same subject. Like it's mind boggling, but also it's nothing then you need. You want to stand out from anything that's already been created. And that's the whole, again, the whole point of why AI is not going to work because they can just regurgitate what already exists. You want to do something new and different and grab attention and stand out in the space. And that's never going to happen with any of this stuff. That's just been done before. Um, mm-hmm. And yes, is, again, is it harder? Sure, sometimes, but that's the fun of it. It's it's a challenge. It's it's more of a puzzle. It's I've even found myself, I've worked in higher ed for many years, many different higher ed clients, and I would find myself sometimes for one client writing something. And I was like, oh, I think I wrote something very, very similar for this other client. And it was like, whoopsie, I need to go back and revisit. Like, why is this? Are they in the, are they even in the same, you know, and sometimes they were, which made sense. Okay, this made sense because they're they're very similar similar organizations. But sometimes it was like, oh no, you just didn't you didn't dig in enough. And they have a very very different benefit. They have a very very different audience. They have a very different message. 
So it was me being lazy on my own of like, oh, this was a great line. Let me reuse this for this client. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, 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 let's let's not take the lazy way out. Let's let's do the work for this specific client. Mm-hmm. That's such a great point. The, the whole fun of what we do is combining the creativity and the strategy. And if you take that away by trying to rely on templates, what's the point? What's the point of doing this? If, if there's no creativity and there's no strategy and there's no fun, first of all, it's not going to be effective anyway. And second of all, what's the point of doing this to begin with? So that's our rage. That's how we feel about it. Uh, and quite frankly, I hope that that's how you feel about it now too. Um, they are, they are very prevalent, uh, templates to do anything, right? Oh, here's mm-hmm. the template for your landing page. Here's the design template. Here's the, this, it'll be so much easier, but the easy button, the easy button is not going to get the excellent results. And it's certainly not going to get the excellent results that we promise our clients. And so a, a, an easy button is, if anything, the easy button is just a, um, it's a lazy button. I'm sorry. It's a lazy button. It is. Yes. I get yes. it. Sometimes I want to be lazy mm-hmm. too, but yes. not, not when And it doesn't actually work yeah. anyway. Yeah. Hmm. So that's what we have to say about templates. Tune in next time when we come up with something else to be raging. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Promise we'll, we'll limit the rage to, you know, once every several episodes. I, yeah, I was going to say, it's been a while. It's yeah, been a while it's been a while since we put yeah. out. Yeah. And this wasn't even the full rage because, uh, again, we keep it G, G-rated. But um, we also hope that it's it's very clear that we feel strongly about this. And before you are, certainly opt in just to see what they are, but uh, don't be tempted to undermine your own skills and the the value of what you do by leaning on templates because it's not worth it. And so... With that, we will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.